Welcome to the Vanilla to Vixen podcast. This show contains adult content, so if you are under 18 or easily offended, please switch off now. Mr. and Mrs. N are not qualified relationship counsellors. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Now the disclaimer is out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy our journey from Vanilla to Vixen. Episode 33 of Vanilla to Vixen. We are your hosts, Mr. and Mrs. N, also known as... The Naughty Couple. Hello, Mrs. N. Hello, Mr. N. Mrs. N loves doing the 69. (laughs) But I personally like the thermostat a couple of degrees higher. (laughs) Oh, dear. Welcome. Welcome. We've been on the road again, haven't we, Mr. N? We're on the road. We're on the way on our favourite road, the M69. Yes, we love this road. To see our good friends, Rob and Ray. Yes. But before we jump into the car, Mr. N, yes. there's a couple of things we need to talk about. Okay. <laughs> You're looking worried. <laughs> I am. <laughs> no. First of all, we just want a big, a big mention to everybody that supported our shop. I know. I know. It's it's absolutely wonderful. I never dreamed it would it would take off like a house. I know. And it's all down to you guys that have um, ordered stuff yeah. on the vanillatovixen.co.uk yeah. store. All, all, and the T-shirts. Yeah. So what I wanted to say is, you know, please keep checking the store because we're updating things all the time. Yeah. And this week we have added a Mr. Horny in the house T-shirt and hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> now your man can be Mr. Horney exactly. in the house. <laughs> On Vixen, there's only one Mr. Horney. Absolutely. But if you if you want to support Mr. Horney and us, <laughs> go ahead and buy one. <laughs> I feel like Eminem would the please Mr. Horney. Please stand up. <laughs> so yeah, so if you haven't had a chance to look at our store yet, you can um, pop along to vanillatovixen.co.uk yeah. um, and have a good old browse. Mm. And hopefully there's something in there that you think, oh, I like it. Lots of naughty toys. Uh, yeah, well, yes, yeah, you, that, that's the section you're more interested in, isn't it, Mr. N? <laughs> We've got a huge range of, of toys for guys. We have, yeah. So it's, it's not just the ladies, there's things nope. in there for you fellas as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, get along and, and have a good look. But thanks to everybody so far that's um, purchased things and supported us. We really, really appreciate it. We do. And it, the, the, as I say, I mean, the show now takes up so much time, but it's that that's keeping it going. Exactly. Exactly. So, so thank you so much. Yeah. And then the other thing I just wanted to mention is it's only a couple of weeks away till V2V. The event. The event. Hollywood Night. That's right, which is going to be happening on Saturday the 11th of March. At Liberty Elite Exactly. Club. And we're literally, um, we're poo-pooing the Oscars, aren't we? And we're saying, <laughs> don't bother sitting in watching the Oscars. Come and nah, have fun with us. That's, that's it. You don't want to sit and watch... 
the Hollywood hoi polloi. You want to be on Hollywood on the A5 in Lutworth. Exactly. We've got the red carpet. We've got a Hollywood photographer. We have. We've even got our own little no expense spared plastic Oscar. It's not plastic, I keep telling you. <laughs> it's 24 carat, that is. <laughs> so there is still um, spaces on the guest list. Yes. Um, obviously... You know, dress code is just come in whatever you feel comfortable. You do have to follow the club. Yes, exactly. I mean, we you can't you can't just turn up dressed up as a bin man. Well, no, but what <laughs> I was saying is, obviously, I, I know we've put out before that it's like dressed to impress, but there's no pressure to wear like we've put black tie, but it is optional. Exactly. Wear whatever. Follow obviously the the club guidelines, which is no ripped jeans, no trainers, no t-shirts. Yes, but. Dress what you like that makes you feel like a film star. Exactly. So if you've got a bright yellow suit that makes you look like a canary <laughs> and you feel like Johnny Depp in it, then you wear that suit. Absolutely. And just to let you know, because we have had questions from the ladies and the gentlemen saying, if I wear a ball gown, yes. where am I going to store it? Um, but the club does have um, clothes, be, clothes be, rails. They'll be bringing the clothes rails out. So exactly. on, on special occasions, they've got clothes hangers because uh, obviously guys are in tucks. You don't want to put your tucks in a in a in little the locker. locker. Yeah. So so you can hang your jacket up on the uh, on the the racks provided. Exactly. So everything is catered for. Absolutely. It's it's going to be awesome. This is like the Hollywood night. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And um, if, if you're a brand new couple, brand new to clubs, never been to clubs, this is an ideal night because the social side of it is going to be such fun. It is. It, it's going to be good. So we've got DJ Mr B. Mr B all the way from Los Angeles. <laughs> Does he know he has to go there first? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember Live Aid when they got on the plane went there and, and yeah. yeah he's got to do that he's got to do that as then we can officially say he's all the way from Los Angeles <laughs> <laughs> Mr B if you're listening get your passport ready that's it he's all the way from the States <laughs> the estates up the road yeah how's the state <laughs> So, listen, guys, if you haven't got your name down already and you want to join the guest list, um, it is getting quite full. So, yeah, I mean, we it, are limiting numbers this time. Yeah, it, it was it, it was a little bit insane last time. It was. So, and obviously, we want to make sure everybody has a great night. Yeah, we don't want to run out of lockers again. So, no, exactly. So um, we're strictly limiting numbers this time. Yes, we are. And we are pretty close. Yes. So, so make sure you get in there as soon as you can. And if you want to uh, to get on the guest list, this is how you can contact us. You can contact us. We are Mr. and Mrs. N. And you can contact us at Naughty Couple, which is N-A-U-G-H-T-Y-C-P-1 at yahoo.com. You can also contact us on Twitter. We are the Naughty Couple and they won't let us spell it the same way. So we are Naughty Couple spelled N-A-U-G-H-T-Y-C-O-U-P-1-E. And you can contact us on Fab Swingers. And we are Naughty Couple, spelled N-A-U-G-H-T-Y-C-P-1. That's it. So get your names down. It's going to be the event of the year. It's going to be awesome. It is. It's going to be awesome. Right, Mr N, have you got the car keys? I, I told you, that's just a myth. Oh, what is- <laughs> <laughs> There's no bowls here. Besides, I haven't got anyone else to swing with. So now, on to the main event, Mr N. Yes. 
We're off on the 69. <laughs> That'll be the M69. <laughs> it's my favourite. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> so we're off to see our good friends, Rob and Ray. Yes, we are. Because if you're just entering this lifestyle, it can be quite stressful. It can. It can, you know, you can have all sorts of emotions that affect your mental health. It's like a roller coaster. You have euphoric feelings of feeling extremely liberated and extreme highs. Exactly. But you can also go through the same feelings where it's like you feel a bit guilty. Like, should mm. should you be doing this? Because society makes you believe that it's the wrong thing to do. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, it can be quite hard and quite tough on you. And you, then you combine that with the highs and lows of normal life, which is pretty stressful at this time anyway yes definitely so you, you combine that and, and it can it can take your toll so we thought today we would talk about the effects it has on you being in the lifestyle exactly and um, um, we're so lucky because rob and ray uh, have been very open mm-hmm. um about their journey in the past yeah. in the past and and you know what struggles they've had um and we're just thinking that hopefully that if it helps at least one person hmm. that listens to the podcast um, to put things into perspective or to give them a bit of a guide on mm-hmm. how to deal with things. And I'm sure, dear listener, you will recognise some of the emotions if, if you've been on this road for quite a while. Not the 69, but the, the lifestyle <laughs> it road. The road, it's not that long. Babe. No, <laughs> it's not. It's a short one. It's a very it? short one. But, uh, yeah, if, if you've been involved in this lifestyle for, for quite some time, I'm sure you will recognise some of the emotions that we're talking about. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it. And we're back with a fabulous Rob and Ray. Hi, guys. Hiya. Hey, guys, you're right. Thank we're you great. for having us again, you mad people. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't get rid of us before. <laughs> no, it's more like we can't get rid of them. They're no. back here. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah we've just been camped outside yeah, the front just door. Wait to see exactly, yeah. Yeah. So please this let time, us this in. time we did offer to come to you, so. We're going to go out and charge his rent soon. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, we had a chat, obviously, the last time you came on the show. Your episode was really, really popular and we we touched very, very lightly on mental health, didn't we? Yes. And then um, I was very lucky that you guys contacted us and said, look, how do you feel about doing an episode about mental health? Which we were like, absolutely. It's really important, especially nowadays. And the fact that trying to make it more open for people to talk about it. I suppose as well how the lifestyle impacts your mental health as well. And, and how it either helps or is a detriment. Exactly. I'm sure there's ups and downs and everything. Yeah, I think that's why we reached out about it because with... Uh, something we found with this lifestyle, I suppose we're still calling it that, um, you have to be open and honest. Mm. And that's kind of in all aspects. You can't be suffering in silence but trying to be open and honest. So I think we, we just wanted to kind of talk about it just to encourage other people to talk basically yeah just try and normalize it a little bit because yeah yeah i think especially for guys it's very it's a very insular thing mm. there's still a stigma attached to it, isn't it there's oh, still a definitely. huge stigma attached to it. yeah and as well i suppose in the lifestyle there's a lot of guys that you've got the kind of the, the stag and fixing kind of thing and so there's a lot of guys out there that that, that got that macho kind of image and Sort of sharing your mental issues 
it's a very um, it's opening you right up, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think you find a lot of the time the guys that you see that are outwardly very confident, very um, alpha male, very alpha, yeah, yeah, Yeah. they they put forward that persona. Mm. When you actually get to know those sort of people, you find that well, actually, there's a lot of insecurities in there. There's Mm. a lot of um, you know bad experiences and things like Mm. that. that, you kind of put that persona on. It's a bit, bit like having a mask, it's isn't it? It's definitely having just a mask, just to... You're hiding yourself behind it a little bit. Yeah. Because you've had to do that, haven't you? Because you're ex- ex-military. Yes. Yeah, so you've had to be in the field, literally. Where... Yeah, I mean, I've recently gone through... or going through an, a diagnosis for ADHD, which, once I did a screening at work for it, it was... Oh, oh crap! That actually that yeah, makes a it lot of sense. Hard, yeah, it? With um, and then the... things like TikTok and um, a couple of other podcasts that I've listened to and learnt more about. It, I'm like, I did not realise I was doing that. Yeah, um, it's quite an eye-opening realization for you, really. Oh, massively. Um, um, but the the issue I found was that you know, when you're in the forces, you can't really have anything wrong with you as so as such. Um, so you start coming up with coping strategies to manage it and one of those are just masking it yeah you have to um, fit in the machine yeah pretty much um you kind of if you've got something that looks out of place with you then you kind of looked upon a bit yeah, what's wrong with him i don't trust him yeah a lot of, a lot of it's based on trust um so you start creating that mask and then recently with various issues that I've had to deal with it's completely shattered that mask and everything's come back to the fore again mm-hmm. um, you so know, do, you, do you think in the beginning were you aware that, that you'd got um, mental health issues or we, was it the case of you know you were just burying it and not really thinking about it I think at school from an ADHD perspective it was not really a thing that existed as such when I was at school yeah it certainly um, wasn't for us no you I think we was just naughty boys and girls yeah well that was it it was either you know when I was at school if you had I say I use the wrong term but genuine or recognized yeah. um learning difficulty so you had um you're on the autism spectrum yeah. or you had uh, dyslexia or something like that then it was like yeah give them the support if you weren't that and you weren't normal, you were just badly behaved. And that yeah. was generally the way you were just brushed into a corner. Yeah. So you kind of start managing it yourself as best you can. Um, end up getting in trouble at school and all that good and stuff. Be- and bear in mind, you don't know what's wrong with you. You don't know anything is wrong with no. you. No. Um, and you keep getting report cards of, oh, no, could pay more attention. And, yeah. <laughs> um, could be, is a really bright person, but needs to p- apply themselves more and those yeah. sort of comments. Um and, then, and, and to your own knowledge, you you are applying yourself. You yeah, are yeah, you applying yourself as best as I think I can. To, yeah, yeah. Um, and that carries on through most of adult life, unless you actively start addressing it. Um, so, would you say then, Rob, that you you've had that from like school age? Looking back now, after going through screenings and various other sort of bits of therapy, yeah, a lot of stuff. When you start reflecting on it, you go. Oh Jesus, yeah. 
yeah. it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it does um, it does make you realise that, yeah, that's been around a long time because to what I know, the current uh, understanding is it's not something you can develop uh, sort of later in life. It's always been there. Yeah. Um, whether it was acknowledged or not. But I think kind of having not even having that diagnosis yet officially it has impacted your life and in many ways including kind of the the sexual side of things like Mm. you know absolutely your your previous marriage broke down and i think you'd kind of start to try and figure out why but not too sure and i think it was probably those underlying undiagnosed issues that that may have had a factor in all of that well either un- undiagnosed or unacknowledged yeah yeah um and i think the biggest change for me came about when i started actually going no this this needs to change mm. this is going really badly um so you, you kind of hit a certain level because i suppose one thing for people is sometimes you're in denial a lot of the time and you just think no this isn't really happening it's just an off day and you know I'll just soldier yeah. on and everything so it's you know for you to actually recognize that actually do you know what something needs to change that that's a massive thing because I don't think there's a lot of people out there that you know have mental health issues that actually acknowledge it no I think it's it's still got that especially for guys anyway it's got that huge stigma about it of oh just man up you know you should, yeah. be, you should be able to handle this and um that's really really detrimental yeah um well i think i think a good example for yourself of that of manning up as much as i now hate saying that that term just because of how damaging it is but i think for you a good example is when your mum passed away quite unexpectedly you know You've told me of how your dad and your brother were just a mess with it and, and you kind of took that, oh, well, I, I, I've i got to be the man of the family right now, you yeah. know, um, and just kind of pushed your grieving process to one side and then with kind of... <laughs> I didn't even push it to one side, I completely buried it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you kind of just yeah. went, oh, I'll deal with that, not now. But then it's always there. Even if it's buried. Exactly. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, yeah. I think, you know, it kind of hit its peak in, in 2020 with everything that was going on in the world anyway. And you just basically had a, had a breakdown with it all, didn't yeah. you? Um, I still remember being, you know, there was various bits uh, happened um, and it made me realise that something was just really wrong. Yeah. You know, I wasn't, who I was anymore Um, things about me had changed I became very uh, exceptionally short tempered Um, I was physically and verbally lashing out at people Um, and the worst one was with my Um, (coughs) ex-partner we had a I think a bit of a disagreement and I for the first time in my life lashed out towards a woman effectively yeah um i'm very grateful that i didn't didn't touch her but i ended up um punching a very solid piece of furniture and breaking my hand 
Um, and it was that moment that, I, you know, at that point, I just completely broke down. I was like, I think, I think that was the moment that scared you the most about it who you become. It terrified me. It terrified me. It was like, that is not who I am. Hmm. Where the hell did that come from? Um, so and, I suppose it's that feeling of feeling out of control. Uh, yeah. Um, and just not really knowing who you are anymore. Yeah. That's, yeah. you know, because I, I, not to kind of take away any uh, focus on Rob, really, but I also am diagnosed with depression, anxiety. And when you're at your worst, it's feeling like you don't know who you are anymore. Yeah. That's the scariest point. Um, it's just, you just kind of feel like you're living, but you're not alive. Mm. Does that affect you in waves, kind of? It can do if it's not... If I don't want to say not, embrace, if it's but... Not managed. If, if you Yeah, if it's not managed, if you've not come to accept it and manage it, it, it can be quite frequently of... You know, you, you're going day to day, not really paying attention to mm. that side of things, but then it'll hit you of... You'll, mm. you'll do something, as Rob was just saying in his example, or you'll, or you'll react to something... And you'll be like, that's not who I am. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Why did that happen? Why am I just randomly crying at at someone who's just disagreed with me? They've not even been a Mm. dickhead to me. They've just disagreed, (laughs) but I'm now in floods of tears. Mm. Yeah. That's not who I am. Mm. So, obviously, I know both of you have, have, have had issues and are going through issues. Did at any point, did anybody approach either of you to say... Look, guys, I, I think I think something's wrong. For me, and this is where I think our experiences do differ quite a lot, and maybe it is because being a woman is not such a stigma about mental health. That's, that's, I still think as a mental health as an overall issue, not to either gender, there's still a massive stigma. Yeah. I I felt quite bullied at a workplace, basically, because of my mental health issues, but... That's really bad. Yeah, I I, I got a disciplinary for having... Basically, for having a breakdown, because I'd had too much time off. Right. Um, And this was a company that tried to say they massively supported people with mental health issues and do all that they can and they didn't all companies say that despite yeah. you know yeah. you know I dread to think mine. how that would be for a male co-worker as well but mm. I think for me when it was accept acknowledging and then going to manage my mental health it mainly came from friends and family okay close friends and close family that went you need help Ray. Yeah. you know we'll get you to the doctors mm. or we'll We'll do whatever you need us to do, but we need you to realise that you're not okay. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's okay to not be okay. Yeah. But you have to realise it, seek out help, and it will get better. It, it takes time. You know, you don't go on to your meds, your antidepressants or whatever, straight away, and the next day you wake up and... You're looking mm. through rose-tinted glasses. Yeah, yeah. it's not also trying to rainbow straight, straight away the next morning. No. I think one thing I, I appreciate so much talking to you two is we've seen you around the club and, mm. and, and, you know, laughing and everything. And from the outside, you are two of the, the most bubbly, yeah. fun, outgoing 
people. You see, I love hearing this because people tell us this and I'm like, are we? We're quite antisocial most of the time. We're hermits, we hide away. Do you feel though, when you are out, not necessarily like, you know, at the club or whatever, just out in general, do you consciously think that you put a mask on while you're out? I wouldn't say we put masks on when we're out. Um, but I think we push ourselves to be more sociable. We definitely push ourselves, especially going to the clubs and things. But even if it's just us going out together, and you know, we went out for a, a random date night the other the other week, and there we were just at, the, at that point, nothing else mattered. Yeah, it just gives you that little bit of breathing space. That's so true. You're not there to be thinking about what's going on at home, what's going on at work, what's going on anywhere else in your life. You're it there gives just you that to... escape. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's I think the for the clubs and also for just going out as a couple. But I think yeah. that's a part of what we've enjoyed so much about the swinging scene is that it gives us a really nice and safe escape away from... Stresses of work, stresses of finances, stresses of home. The best bit is no phones in the clubs, yeah. isn't it? There's yeah. that as well. That's a really nice little fringe benefit. Yeah. Because um, normally, I'm not going to lie, I'm always on my phone normally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. even at I'm work. You know, I, think we're, I think we're all I feel, guilty I feel about really that. uneasy. Yeah. Like yeah. My phone's literally, what, six inches from me at the moment. Yeah. yeah. I like, have said to Mr. N before, if we've gone out for a meal, I am going to glue your phone to my head so at least you're looking at me. I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm guilty. Oh, I like that idea. I'll remember that. <laughs> so if you see me walking around, well, I won't be allowed in lives then. I'll just have to stay outside. <laughs> no, nah, if you're going to glue it anywhere, right, stick it somewhere on your chest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not right. Look at the top of the mobile phone and the YouTube video. Uh-huh. But what is interesting is when if if you look at the kind of the vanilla outside world, they often kind of look at, at swingers. I think as two-dimensional characters. You know, oh, they're, they're filthy swingers. But to, to see the depth of we're human, like everybody else with problems, with I myself, I will come out and admit to you for the first time, I suffer with anxiety as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had panic attacks where Mrs N will admit that I've been a raving lunatic. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I've never ever mentioned that before. But yeah, and so I I totally understand. Well, you know, for you to kind of admit that is a massive step. So yeah, you know, you're you're amongst friends with with all of us, not just who's here now. Yeah, and and I think the thing I find with it, I mean, in fairness, you know, I I suffer with anxiety, Mm. and and it wasn't until our daughter went through it, mainly due to COVID, that then it made me realise actually, do you know what? I've had this for a very long time Hmm. but like we were saying earlier when you're at school and everything it wasn't recognized in those days and you know you just kind of had to get on with it um but to be able to share how you're feeling with somebody and for them for them to know that you understand what they're what they're kind of going through surely that has to take some of the pressure it does it's just i think people are quite reluctant and especially men um it takes so much to open yourself up, even to your nearest and dearest. Yeah. To to break down those walls and go, 
I'm not okay. You know, I'm depressed. I have, you know, you, if you do, if you, I have suicidal thoughts, I have self-harm thoughts, I need help. It is such a big step because it's also admitting it to yourself. Yeah. You know, we as humans go, it's nothing, it's fine. Mm. I'm still alive, I keep going. You keep brushing those issues aside. You know, one of my friends has a great analogy for stuff like that is think of your life as a bucket. And when something goes wrong and you can't deal with it or don't want to put a bit of water in that bucket. And you keep doing that with all of life's pressures and all the shit that life throws at you. That bucket will fill up. That bucket will overflow at some point. Yeah. Mm. It's better to stop, empty the bucket, to deal with the issues and then keep going. Yeah. Um, That's a really good analogy. It is yeah, a good analogy. And, and when my friend told me that, it, it just hit because mm. at that point when she told me it, I was at a real low point of my life. So it did help a lot. And every, every you know, ever since she told me that, it sticks. Um, and the very, the very kind of society we're living in at the moment with, with increasing bills and everybody's gotcha. buckets pretty half full before yeah. we even start. Exactly. And, and kind of, as I was saying, you know, with women, I think we kind of don't feel so scared to kind of break ourselves down a bit. Not saying that mm. there's no fear to kind of mm. break those walls down. Mm. But with men, it's even harder. Mm. Because, say in, like, the male-female relationships, you know, me personally, Rob's my safety blanket. Yeah. He's my comfort. You know, if I'm feeling down, it's him I go to a cuddle for. You know... Whereas for him, he doesn't he doesn't necessarily, and this is just all examples, but he doesn't necessarily want to see me to see him that vulnerable. I totally understand that yeah. because you feel like the protector, don't you? Is, yeah, yeah. So Alpha do, male. You do know. you feel in that case, Rob? Do, do do you feel that puts more pressure on you? I think it can do. Um, but to be fair, I mean, I kind of hate the term alpha male and all that kind of mm. thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at an alpha, it, I just take it as like software. <laughs> the alpha is very rough, very not working properly, and it's definitely not safe to release the public. But yeah, the alpha is just not, it's not the finished product. And people yeah. seem to put this as a, a little bit of a pedestal. Oh, I'm an alpha male. It's like, mm, you, you're not. Yeah. <sighs> Um, I'd much rather be a beta male you know <laughs> at least I've had some work done <laughs> you know, I'm, a more, I'm a bit more functional um, but no I mean I think for guys it, it is a lot harder um, to accept when that bucket's filling up um, and even when it's overflowing and when it's overflowing yeah you're just trying to catch what's overflowing and put it back in yeah. so you end up in that cycle it's, it, you, you're not really benefiting at all and it will get to a point where I think for guys with the, with the bucket analogy, the bucket's filled up. We wait until the room's full. Yeah. <laughs> the place is flooded. The place is flooded and we're drowning. And that, at that point, I think that's where I was. Okay. Um, I was in that position and something just completely broke. Um, but then since we've been together, which a couple of years now. Yeah. You know, I think you found a lot of comfort in a way that I'm 
not just I've been there, done it, got the T-shirt. I'm still selling the T-shirts, you know, I'm still going through it. Mm. So it's, I think you find it quite easy to open up to me because, you know, I'm not going to just be dismissive or tell you to man up or anything like that. Mm. You know, I'm there listening to you, trying to help you and give you advice where I can and give you a a cuddle when you just need a cuddle, you know. I'm not going to... I had a complete, not a complete breakdown, but I had a a very wobbly day uh, not that long ago and I was just in the back garden having a cigarette and I just broke down completely mm. uh, as Rachel said you know just, where the hell's this come from and it was all of my for some reason all of my insecurities all of my anxieties and my depression just all flooded in in one go and I just cracked I think I think what this lifestyle trains you in is communication, though, isn't it? Between Definitely. yourselves. That is the biggest thing, or the biggest sort of crossover between the swinging scene and mental health is communication. If you don't have that in both aspects, it's going to fall apart. Hmm. You know, you're going to start building... We actually had a good good example not long before you turned up. I got a random Facebook (laughs) messenger chat request from this woman saying, oh, I I came across your profile through Rob and uh, I I just want to let you know he he was flirting with me over TikTok. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we talk about everything. I just showed him the message and Rob was like, I don't actually remember that. Yeah. It was only from November just gone, and yeah. I was like, eh, because I know he talks to me. Yeah. You know, we yeah. don't hide anything from each other, so... I've and that's massive. That is a massive not trust thing. Him. Because unfortunately, as we all know, there are some quite unsavoury people in this world mm. that all they want to do is cause distress and harm to, you know, other some, people. Some people get off on it, sadly. Yeah, they? absolutely. Yeah. And if there's know, no drama going on, then they will create yes. drama. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's usually because of a deep-rooted unhappiness in them. Yeah. 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 So. Or it's also, we, we, we tend to find, don't we, Mr. Man, that a lot of it is out of jealousy. So mm. they're probably oh, yes. jealous of the relationship that you guys have because they don't have it. And so they want to, you know, destroy it. Destroy one one it, thing yeah. we've learned talking to so many couples, and it's a reoccurring um, conversation we've had, is they have friends in the outside world, and there's a there's a jealousy, isn't there, with a lot of couples from couples in the outside world where they sort of because of the closeness. Yeah. So mm. from the outside, it's viewed as a, as, a, as an incredibly close couple yeah. sometimes you'll get that physical constant having to, to touch though but also as well there's a mental closeness yeah which i think just looking at you two it's like you can see that you're just i mean his his sister-in-law last well not christmas just gone christmas before summed up perfectly of you know it's the first time i met her um because rob's family live what feels like a million miles away up north. About, about 300 miles away. Yeah. Um, so the first time I met them, and she turned around to us and said, yeah, you know what, Rob, you and your ex, you seemed happy together and okay. 
it's just a bit of an odd pairing, really. Like, you two were just so different. And she goes, but you two, you're, you're just the perfect match for each other. And this first, well, one of the first I times i the met first her. time she met you. Yeah, yeah like, after a day or straight away, yeah. And I was just like, in fairness, oh, in fairness to her, in, in fairness to her sister-in-law, she's uh, very much Oh, like she says them like she sees them as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but she's also a very quick and sharp judge of character. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, she's not wrong. A very typical yeah. northern lass. Oh, yeah, she's probably yeah. Yorkshire lass. Um, I mean, she's been happily married now for a number of years. i uh, got three lovely kids with my brother, and, you know, the whole family's just lovely. Um, and she was just welcomed into the family straight away. <laughs> um, and it just got on with everybody. But, I mean, it, it was... It took a lot, even for me to say to them, "Look, you know, I'm having problems." Yeah. Um, yeah. Even when my my, uh, my marriage broke down, and I had to ring ring my dad and tell him that, you know, oh, um, yeah, something might happen. Yeah. <laughs> and I even even with my dad, I was sort of skirting around it, and I didn't really want to say okay. it because it made it a bit too real that. Yeah, you know these. So, are you your, if you don't mind me asking, you know, about your family, are your family, um, you know, were you quite open to each other? Did you used to chat quite a bit, or was it one of those things like my kind um, of family where it, you don't, you don't talk about it? It's just it's not really mentioned. And you, I think it's a case of if if you reached out and said I need help, you'd get it. Okay, you get it in spades. Yeah, but you'd have to be the one to. Make initiate. that, yeah. Make that move, yeah. Initiate it. Um, I wouldn't say the family overall were particularly receptive to each other's um, struggles or how they were. Um, A lot of families are like that, though, aren't they? they? Yeah, they yeah. kind of plod along and and just accept that. And this is where people slip through the net, and why there's so many suicides and things. There's a suicide in my own family. Yeah. And he uh, worked um, for for kind of like an emergency service, so we automatically assumed that he was a very strong character, and um, we were a very very close family. But he slipped through the net. Yeah, you know, he never asked for he help. Just, he never asked, and nobody really picked up on the fact yeah. that anything yeah. was wrong. Because again, mm. I'm, I'm presuming um, they were masking. Correct. Yeah. I, I, I saw him uh, two or three days before he, he did it, and there was no trace. We, we, we talked and we, we laughed like we normally would. There yeah. was no trace there. Obviously, it's something that, that lives with you forever. And that's, that kind of relates back to what I was trying to explain earlier of with the mental health. It's just you'll do something, say something, and you'll be like, this isn't who I am. Mm. And some people in those instances will go, shit I need to speak to someone I need help and unfortunately there are others which take that kind of more unfortunate path because it's just it's so overwhelming Mm. yeah it's 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 either a case of feeling massively overwhelmed by it and you're like I think generally it comes down to one of a few reasons why people don't um, voice their struggles Mm. It's either they're embarrassed by it, um, and that again for guys I think goes back to the man up thing. It makes you 
perceive you perceive it as you're being yeah. weak um so yeah you're either embarrassed by it or you don't feel that you get the support mm. um that the other person just wouldn't understand and they just you know, maybe brush it off or whatever or you just don't want to be that burden you know everybody's got their own problems why you know so I feel good. bad that I'm adding to their problems with yeah. my problems do you feel you you can uh, you I know like you like us have very close friends within the swinging lifestyle I find it a lot easier to chat about quite close intimate things to, to my friends in the lifestyle a lot easier than people that are not in the lifestyle yeah yeah, yeah I I'd, actually, I'd actually really agree with that because it's, it's almost like there's a different level of friendship there because you know you're kind of very open about what you do and, and I, I think on a very sort of primal level they've seen you that literally you're most vulnerable yeah yeah yeah. yeah. You're there, you're stark bollock <laughs> No airs and graces, nothing. This is me. There's nothing yeah. to hide. There's there no, isn't. You're not able to hide anything. But, you know, oh, I haven't got like this pretty dress on that detracts from how I'm perceived. Yeah. This no, is me. I didn't know you wear dresses. Like. <laughs> there we go. A little bit more. Is yeah. Oh, dear. I walked myself straight you into did. that. Oh, you skipped into that one. I skipped, jumped, and yeah. a little, little flick of the wrist. I just thought no one else is going to make the joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the thing as well. It's like you have to temper um, mental health and treat it with a little bit of humility, a little bit. Yeah. Even, you know, it, it, treat it how you should really treat even just morbid subjects like death mm. just treat it with the humility but treat it with a you know a little splash of humor yeah yeah absolutely because that's that's the other thing and um you know when when you think to yourself oh you know we're going to sit and talk about mental health and it's like, oh i don't want it to be de- it's gonna, everybody's going to feel depressed and everything and it's like no it, it's not that it doesn't have the discussion about it doesn't have to be as depressing as your being if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, totally. Or how depressing everyone thinks it may be because you're talking about... Yeah. I mean, to be fair, doing this episode on a day when either myself or Ray were in a really low point, because it is, you know, depression and anxiety is a roller coaster. Yeah. Some days you're on a high, some days you're on a real low. Yeah. Some days you're upside down and wondering where the hell did I go wrong in life. <laughs> um, but, oh, what fresh hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> but, but you've got to you've got to think of it. Those low days aren't every day. And mm. this is what I have to remind Rob because even oh, yeah. though <laughs> no, but what I'm what I'm trying to say is I kind of embraced my mental health issues a lot earlier in my journey than what you did in yours. So I've got a little bit more... I want to say experience, but it doesn't really feel like it fits, but we'll go with it. A little more understanding. Yeah, that's probably better. A little bit more understanding about it. And you still have a number of low days more frequently than what I do I'd yeah. admit to and I don't think you would disagree and 
most of the time on those days, you know, once we've sat and talked and sometimes you tell me, I don't know why I feel like this. I just feel like the world is shit. I hate everything. I hate everyone to summarise. And I go, I'm fine. Feel like that. It's yeah. okay to it, feel yeah. like that. Yeah. I was like, doesn't mean you feel like it tomorrow or the day after or in a yeah. week. It's you feel like that today. When we get I'm, through today, you draw a line. Yeah. You look to tomorrow, and if you feel like shit tomorrow, you feel like shit tomorrow. Like, it's okay I've, to feel I've like I've often this. had days where I've been quite emotional. Mr. N will agree with me here. When we first met, um, I was a very broken person. Um, I'd just come out of a, um, a marriage. There where... was tantamount to abusive, really. Mm. Yeah, not, fi- not, not physically, not physical. but there was definitely what you would consider mental abuse there. Yeah, yeah been so there, done that. I was a very broken person when Mr. N first met me, and I think I probably cried at everything for about the first year, didn't I? Um, didn't know who I was, didn't know what I liked, because it was a case of if I didn't like what he liked or if I didn't have the same opinion, then it was wrong, and... Oh. I, I literally, I, on the first few weeks that we met, obviously you want to get to know somebody. And so I was like, yeah, do, you, do you like this? And it would be just flipped straight back. What do you think? And it's like, no, no, not what I think. Yeah, well, I want to know what, what you, you think. think. Yeah. 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 And I am, in general, I'm a people pleaser. So if I know people are okay, I'm happy. Welcome, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, honey. <laughs> But you don't realise how much damage that does to yourself because you spend so much time pleasing other people, you don't make yourself happy. And this is actually quite interesting you bring this up because we've talked a lot about this recently because, as we might have kind of said in the last episode, I I do consider myself bi-curious and only because I haven't actually had an experience with another woman myself yet. Yeah. We've been chatting to some people recently and I might be able to finally get to explore that but this person wants kind of a bit more of a solo thing at first where me and rob have always said we play as a couple yeah and as i was saying to rob you know i never want to do something in this lifestyle or vanilla lifestyle where my actions intentionally or unintentionally hurt you yeah and that's not as a people pleaser that's just you're the person i love you're the person i'm engaged to I don't want you to be hurt by me and my actions, as, your, your I, relation- as vice versa. You, you appreciate your relationship so much more important than any yeah. gratification you're going to get. But at the same yeah. time, I feel like I've got every right to go, no, actually, I wouldn't mind exploring this possibility and having this chance at solo play. It's, it's trying to find a nice balancing act with mm. that at the moment, but it is touching upon that, you know... I'm not going to give up things that I want to do mm. just to agree with Rob or just to make him yeah. happy and then cause detriment to myself. But we have that communication about it. It's not just hidden away. It's not That's just the thing. stuffed it, away it, it's as the a fact that manifesting you guys feeling. Are both prepared to talk about it, both be honest about <coughs> how you're both feeling about it and then eventually come to a compromise where you're both happy. Yeah. yeah. Rather than you just sitting there going, well, this is what I want, so stuff you... I'm going to go and have it. Yeah, forget how you feel about it. I'm going to do it anyway. And I think as you do your journey, you you learn that you can incorporate such play, even if the other person isn't there, you can still incorporate that into the both of you because later on, if if you go away and do something and then come back, it's as sexy as hell. Yeah. To to certain people. And, you know, I think when we were having this discussion, it was more kind of your insecurities had been hit a little bit 
and you'd start kind of overthinking everything like oh well what if she really enjoys sex with a woman she's gonna leave me for a woman ah, i'm like Stop being daft for one. <laughs> Barely in, in cope with men. I certainly can't deal with relationships with women. In, in, in my um, slight defence, that has happened in a past relationship many years ago. Right. Um, yeah, but you weren't engaged to the person. No, I was you not. weren't. You know, the situations are completely different. But there is a ghost there in your past that's bound Which to... Which I appreciate, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm not so I mean, but I've, I've, I think I've openly said on the podcast before, haven't I, that obviously the way that myself and Mr N play, we're, we're very much like a hot wife couple. Mm. Because I just don't feel comfortable of the thought of him being intimate with another woman. And, you know... So I'm sure you feel Ray's guilt there in, in a yeah. different circumstances. I mean, as daft as it sounds, it's like... When we were at, uh, at Libs the other week, um, our regular friends finally turned around and said, you know, this is how we feel. They actually opened up to us and yeah. said, you know, I think she was like, I don't necessarily like seeing him with another woman sort of thing. And I was like, well, to be fair, I, I'm not sure generally, if I'm not involved, I don't know how I'd feel about seeing Ray with another guy. Yeah. So I was just like, that's fine. Hmm. Again, exactly. so- cycles back to communication. Not only in your yeah. couple or but dynamic, the relationships you have with other, cu- have yeah. with other couples, people yes. in the within the scene. So right. It is because, as, because as soon because, as they I said mean, that, I was like, okay, so if that's how it's gonna be, that's fine because exactly. that actually kind of fits with both of us, yeah. both couples. And I think it's who's playing with your partner as well that makes a huge it's difference. It's a massive thing because in in recent times, um, obviously we've, we've kind of, our dynamic has changed slightly where I am really happy for Mr N to do soft play with mm-hmm. another woman, um, obviously while I'm there. But it's with people that I am so comfortable with and they... Yeah. It's, it's bonds that have grown closer with yeah. other people. You've got that trust with that other yeah, person. Massively. Yeah, massively. And, that, and that's... Well, so it's not necessarily this. like you don't trust Mr N. Not at all. it's, it's the not person that. who he's playing with that you have trust in. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we, br- we briefly recently touched on actual solo play for ourselves and in the sense that we've discussed it at length... Because we never thought we'd be up for solo play. Never thought we'd be. When we came into this, it's like, no, that'd just be that step too far. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be, that'd definitely be good. That'd be tantamount to cheating in our eyes kind of view on it. But you build up the rapport with certain people and, you know. Rapport, trust. Trust and everything else. And you're like, I know, like, from the guy's perspective, I know that if she has solo play with let's say one of our close friends that we've built up that friendship with in a vanilla life as well I know how he's going to treat her I yeah. know how he's not going to always and set boundaries just, and things like yeah, that yeah not just yeah. how he's going to treat me but also how he's going to treat you in a way he's not yeah, going to take well. it is not and that is massively important because obviously um I've said to Mr. N many a time, I feel so guilty because what I didn't want him to do is inside he was like, oh, I'd really like to play further, but not say to me because he didn't want to hurt my feelings. And what I'm saying to him is, I don't want you to think that you can't tell me. If that is if that is where you want to go, I want you to be able to tell me. 
and and we've had lots of conversations mm-hmm. about it, haven't we? Literally just the other night we were talking about this. Yeah, we were. So we, we've been involved in this lifestyle for, for years and years, but we still have conversations like that. Oh, yeah. And, and because boundaries change, don't they? Yeah. And, and it, it's what, Whatever rules you've put in place in, the, in this... Uh, in this scene and this lifestyle whatever rules you come into it with they will change to be fair Spot the, the only in. rules we have for each other and anyone we play with that are absolute if you will always play safely yeah because that's just a rule we have and if there's any start of emotional connections forming rather than just a physical attraction then we step away and we talk those are really the only unbreakable, unchangeable rules we have. Yeah. Mm. Anything else is up for discussion or yeah. kind of so looking back. Some level of consideration. Yeah. yeah. I think. I think. Just. I just love to add. I think you, you touched on something so spot on there, because from the outsider's point of view, as I'm sure you've heard many times, the outsiders looking at swingers, they say, "Well, it's just a license to cheat," but we've just encapsulated. The difference yep. in as much as we put relationships first absolutely yeah and no matter what if 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 it's affecting your relationship it stops yeah but whereas it is play and it enhances the relationship and that's all it is but cheating is putting your own self-gratification first before the thing is with y- cheating it's a very subjective point of view Hmm. what Rob may see as cheating as my, what I might not see as cheating yeah. and vice versa but that's when communication is key Just spot on, I've yeah. always said to Rob you know and one of our rules is we can flirt sext whoever we like I don't give a shit because mm. it's just a bit of banter if anything yeah. yeah but the moment you're taking it that step further and thinking I want to meet this person and fuck them stick my tongue <laughs> down the throat or whatever is when I'll have issue. Yeah. But one thing I said to Rob, if you're not sure how I'd react to you talking, meeting this person, just think, how would I feel if Ray did this to me? Yeah. And if you feel, I wouldn't be okay with that, that's enough of a red flag to go, okay, I'm going to stop, I'm going to talk to Ray. Yeah. But a bit of sexting, a bit of flirting yeah. online or through you'll, fab or whatever, it don't bother me. You'll be surprised how many times I have been messaged by single guys and one of the questions they come out with is... I really is, wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I really wouldn't be surprised. Oh. <laughs> Rob, what are you saying, man? <laughs> well, you said about having that flirty banter, so you're yeah. sort of getting there now. You're never going to get rid of her, she's just going to be here forever. But one of the questions that sometimes they'll say is, does hubby know we're chatting? And it's like, yeah. Yeah, we've had that a lot. Because whatever conversations I have with anybody, I show to Mr N. But don't you think that's a lot of single guys on Fab that don't understand the lifestyle? Yeah. And they almost can't believe, are you you telling your husband you're doing this? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He'll get off with it. Yeah, that's the whole point. (laughs) In your dynamic, that's that's the whole point of it. It is. Whereas we've come across a a profile, I think, I don't know if they just looked at us or whether they winked or something like that on Fab. And looking through the profile, it was... Oh, I'm just after something a bit different. Uh, hubby doesn't know I'm doing this, and the profile was very secretive and very on lockdown. As on lockdown, we say. so the pictures were hidden, and I was just like, 
not get Basically involved. Basically, just looking for a quick <laughs> hookup outside the marriage without the other person Absolutely. knowing which. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just like, fine. Not if you want to treat Fab as that kind of place for you, I'm sure there are people interested. Uh, but that is not what being a swinger is about. Exactly. Have you had the usual as well, where you get the, the couple's profiles and, and the female is mysteriously ill? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> she's, she's not there. You can't speak to her. And oh, by the way, would, would you mind meeting on your own? And it's yeah. like, nah. Exactly. Because yeah, I mean, that is not what it's about. So we've been through a few times now and just, shall we say, reinvigorated our profile as we've gone through and read other people's profiles and gone, that's a genius bit to include. Yeah. Yeah. And just adding little bits in. And it's like one of the biggest things is if you're not looking for a single guy to join your couple, yeah, just put it in there. Not looking for single guys, but will allow you to block the messages from them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like you say, you know, sometimes you'll find that couple's profile that the female's mysteriously elusive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny and, that. And suddenly they never have verifications. Yeah. Single guys, it yes, doesn't it, work. Yeah, stop yeah, doing it. For any single guys listening to the show, it's not that there's not a want or a need out there for single guys to join couples, but it's just. That communication, once again, that's what, you know, I think, as you're saying, like, the vanilla life or vanilla world's view of swingers is that's a seedy way just to yeah. cheat on your partner yeah. and, and and deprived acts of, you know... <laughs> and you're out to corrupt and yeah, like, <laughs> predator. And it's, it's not, it's just, you know, it's that... I, I, me and Rob say we have an open sex life. We don't have an open relationship, we have an open sex life. That's interesting you bring that up because we, we had a question on the podcast about this, didn't we? Mm. The difference between... There was a, a lady that wrote into us yeah. um, that um, she called herself that they were in an open marriage and we were saying, you know... She was concerned about it, so that happened yeah. the conversation. They were literally just on the first steps to, to, to kind of getting into it, I suppose. And she had no concept between an open relationship and like you you say Ray which I think is beautifully described open sex life yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, to, I mean for us yeah mm. for us we've we've spoken about it at length before as I suppose anyone in this lifestyle has probably discussed at some point but right, we're not should. we're <laughs> not polyamorous yeah we yeah. don't want to have another man or another woman join us in our relationship mm. as Ray and Rob day to day. Christ, you know, it's, we, hard, it's harder for us with two. Exactly. <laughs> I've only got one thirty-something-year-old yeah. child. I don't need another. <laughs> Mrs. N could not cope with picking up more no. underwear. And no, 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 exactly. No, no, no. Like, uh, there's enough here, just us two. I think I you're mean, joking about so becoming for... a Mormon and having several wives. <laughs> you know, but like uh, to anyone who is polyamorous. You know, crack on if that's if that's what you like and you it have for them. It works and you yeah. are exactly. emotionally attracted to multiple t- people mm. at once and want that relationship to be a three, four, whatever sum, fine. But that's not for us. Yeah. But as much as we enjoy me and Rob enjoy sex with each other, we like that bit of flirty banter with the people and meeting new people and having fun with them. Yeah. That's our distinction between an open relationship mm. and open sex life other people completely you know it's completely fine to redefine those yeah. terms if yeah. if that's not how it quite suits you but for me and rob that's how we describe it mm. yeah you know our relationship 
isn't looking for other people, mm. but our sex lives isn't just being wrong. Mm. Yeah. So that's how I always go about it. Would, would you say, then, uh, that... Um, because, obviously, you two... You, you can tell that you two are really, really close. Um, it's so easy to see. But would you say that... With, because, obviously, we, we always bang on about communication and how important it is. Do you think being in this lifestyle has helped with your communication, or do you think you always had that anyway? I, I think, to a degree, we've always had it. Um... I think coming into the scene, it has bolstered that. I tell you what, it's like coming into the scene has made us realise that there is nothing which we can't talk to. You know, we, there's nothing we can't talk about to each other. Mm. Yeah. You know, nothing is too taboo or, mm. you know, oh, no, I don't want to listen to that. Oh, no, no. <laughs> How dare you? You know, it's just... I mean, some guys, for example, would be absolutely disgusted at the fact that their partner is wanting to sit down and talk to them because they're concerned about, you know, I haven't had a period in this long, and it's like, oh, God, that's disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't bother me in the slightest. Yeah. You know, in any relationship, it's give and take, and it's the rough with the smooth. It's not always going to be, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. It's going to be sometimes, I fucking hate you. You're really <laughs> annoying me today. <laughs> um, and, and Rob's actually the first um, kind of romantic partner that I've been with that I've actually lived with when I've not been with my parents, like living at home with my parents. Step, yeah. And, you know, I kind of lived away from home before, so I kind of knew a bit of it, but not, like I said, with a, with a partner. And it has opened my eyes to that. It's not all about that kind of lovey-dovey. and no you know, There's a lot of times that. when I'm like, as much as I love Rob, I can't wait to get to work sometimes because I get a little bit of space. Like, And then I turn up at work on your break. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, there goes that space. But no, but it's... Uh, yeah, like you were saying, it's just that kind of... We're not that overly affectionate couple all the time. But, no. but, every, every but when couple- we are together... We are affectionate towards each other, and we'll quite happily just snuggle up on the sofa mm. and cuddle up, or go to bed together and go to sleep think, together. You and know, stuff like part that. of it came from us living together and then being in the scene. Our communication has only got stronger and stronger. Absolutely, I, I think. I mean, I think you're right in as much as you can have great communication, even at the beginning of the relationship, when you meet each other. I think the lifestyle kind of hones it. It's kind of like going in the gym and just... Because it just gives you that unbelievable level. Sometimes I think you you almost don't appreciate how connected you are to the other person. Until you're in this scene where, you know, there's... You you might have an issue and and because you're so used, like you say, Rob, to, to talking about really intimate things... It's just that's just normal to, to couples in the lifestyle, and I think as well, like as you just touched on there, Strad, like I think Rob, you find being able to talk about such kind of things intimately as like being in the swing and scene, it's helped you kind of hold our bars when it comes to talking about your mental health to me at least. Like, I think that even just talking about mental health generally, um, I mean, even. You know, go back 18 months to two years when you know we just got together and things like that 
I was still very reserved about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd spoken to my GP at that point, and I was on my first round of antidepressants, and but that was it, mm. and I didn't feel. I didn't feel like I could open up fully hmm. uh, to anybody. I mean, put it, it this way: I don't think you'd have come on any podcast to talk about your mental health six, oh. twelve months ago. Oh I'm, no, I'm quite, I'm quite, yeah. That's that's a huge thing. But it's like we've also kind of built that friendship with you guys. If we'd exactly. never met you two before, then it's probably something. Then we wouldn't want to go mm. ahead with. Yeah, but because we, we we've got to know you now since. Mm before our, our first appearance on the podcast mm. and it's that kind of that level of trust and friendship again yeah um but yeah i think i think like i said just being in the scene it's it helps the communication which in turn helps communicate well certainly it's helped me and rob communicate to each other about mental health issues yeah because it's like nothing is taboo at that point oh i'll admit one of my worries coming into the lifestyle when we, I suppose when we first started going to a club, I was really worried because I'd read how addictive it can be. <laughs> and I have an addictive personality. <laughs> I've been in a lifestyle where there has been drugs and things, and I've always stayed well clear. Because it's, I'm aware if, if there's a fruit machine there, I'll go and put a pound on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. And... <clears throat> So I'm aware I have that addictive personality, and I was really worried. And luckily, I mean, like you say, I mean, it's it's the f- f- you come into the lifestyle, I think, because of the sexiness of it, and mm-hmm. but then it becomes deeper. You've got like friends and, and bonds with people, and yeah. like you know, it's like we were just saying, we can't wait to go to the, to the club and event and see everybody we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like if we saw you, you know, it's, it's just great seeing you there. Yeah. And, and vice versa. <laughs> we always end up chatting, even if it's just for a little while, because okay. you guys are off chatting to other people and we're chatting to other people. We always end up crossing paths for at least, you know, Definitely. probably 10, 15 minutes and have a well, bit I think of a natter. Uh, at the last V2V, I was just stood with Mrs. N, just <laughs> chatting about life, <laughs> really. Did, didn't like, we? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. put the world to rights, didn't we? Yeah, we were. There was nothing, there was a and group then me and of us in there just chatting like idiots, the giving people yeah. tours and things. Trying to find towels, because so, yeah. yeah, steals my towel. <laughs> well, and the other thing is, is you guys approached us and said, you know, would would we like you to help out at our mm. V2V event? Um, because obviously we get a lot of new couples that are very new to the lifestyle and they're usually scared to death and, you know... Well, in fairness, that's the whole sort of concept of the V2B nights, isn't it? It is. And you are, it is. You are perfect, perfect ambassadors. That, are that was the thing. When you suggested it, we were like, we couldn't have asked for anybody better mm. because you are so easy <laughs> to talk to and we mm. knew that if we had any, like, really nervous people that you would be able to put them at ease and they'd have a great night. Mm. Yeah. And it's, I suppose I think that was the... I mean, I'm sure you probably got it as well when you did a couple of tours, but when I'd said to people I was showing around, you know, me and my partner have only been in the swinging scene since, like, October. (laughs) And they were like, what, of 22? I was like, yeah, we've not even been in the scene six months and... You know, we, I, we I feel forget that. Yeah, I forget that. To be fair, we do. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we are now Slowly so relaxed into it. We do. We do. It is funny, but I'm thinking it's because you have like a, a deeper level of friendship with people mm-hmm. that it just feels very familiar. Mm. So it doesn't feel very new. Yeah. Um, but I think you do get that. 
because obviously, as we've talked before, when there's a high, you're going to get a low. Yeah. So on a Monday morning, when you've had a great weekend, you've been to the club, you've sat in the jacuzzi, you've had that escape from real life. I've experienced that. Yeah. Where I'm just like, this is a bit shit now. And I'm kind of like, <laughs> but what you can do is you can click on Liv's events and go, mm, yeah. I look forward to the next yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Um, myself and Mr. M were invited to a birthday party a few weeks ago, weren't we? Um, and apart from a couple of people and and the person whose birthday it was, we didn't really know anybody else. Mm. Um, and it was quite funny because we sat down at one of the tables, just the two of us, and we were like, why is it that in this environment we don't feel we can go and say hello to people? However, when we go to the club... We literally talk to everybody and anybody. <laughs> yeah. And it just goes to show that the, the, the social aspect of being in the swinging lifestyle is, is so much easier than in the vanilla world. Yeah, <laughs> Which yeah. You, you it think. is. But that was it. I mean, when we were oh, helping with the last DC, uh, sorry, the last uh, V2V, we were just like, we spent the whole time in the bar area. Yeah, yeah. We, we'd gone to that night in the view of more of it being a social night for us. And, you know, we we were really looking forward to helping you guys out at, at one of your events and hopefully in our future events as well. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I'll get no, hesitation, no hesitation there whatsoever. Yeah. Um, Booked. <laughs> but it was quite nice to go to Libs, actually, and just be like, no, we're not interested in playing tonight. If, yeah. if, if our mood changes, our mood changes. But we're not going there with the yeah, idea of we're going to have some fun. We're going there to help out Mr and Mrs N. And we're going there for a couple of drinks after yeah. and a chill out, really. Yeah. Um, and it was quite nice to actually go there with that in mind rather than, oh, I really wanted to play tonight, but yeah. it's so busy, I can't. Yeah. And You're the same as us. The same as us. Yeah. And some, one of our, some of our best things as well, and I'm sure you'll probably agree with this, is when you see a brand new couple walk into the club, it's kind of like sharing their excitement. Mm-hmm. So, Help them get past those initial nerves. Yeah. And then get them to relax a little bit, just enough for them to go, oh, no, this is this is all right. the thing. So <clears throat> one thing we've always done going to clubs is going into it with the right mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you go into a into a club, and this is whether you suffer with any kind of mental health problems or not, if you go in and go, yeah, we're going to find a nice couple tonight or a nice single lady to join us or a nice guy to join us, and it doesn't happen, you'll come away with a tainted view of that event, that club. Yeah. But I, if we're honest with ourselves... We still do that. We there still are still do nights it. when we either go gone, with friends oh, or go on our own, and we maybe, without realising, have an idea of what we want out of that night. Yeah. Of having another woman join us, another man join us, another couple join us, whatever it is. Holding in those and expectations, then it happen, yeah. And then one of us finds ourselves quite upset it's not happened. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm normally one guilty of that, if I'm honest. And it's not an active kind of thought of wrong one, right, we're going to the club and this is going to happen. But I suppose it's always just that underlying hope that something more might happen mm. and then I begin to fixate on it. Yeah. And then when it doesn't happen, because that's just not how the evening's gone, yeah. 
I'm like, no, that's it. I'm obviously unattractive. No one wants to sleep with me. That's it. End of the world. You all, you know. That, I think like, that, was, that was one of our last visits to Shamsie's that hit you quite hard at that point um, because you kind of hoped that certain things were going to happen and um, we might have met somebody. And, and I keep reassuring Ray that when she got, especially going to Shams, what she wears, I'm generally letting her lead like walking through it's or just because he wants to see my ass <laughs> I mean the stairs I can't fuck it I can't deny it busted <laughs> <laughs> but I'm interested to know though on, on nights like that when when you probably put a little bit too much expectation on yourself for stuff how does that then affect you when you come back to normal life so to speak I don't know because as so do you, do it you let it bother you? Does it, do you carry it around with you? I try not to. I think that's part of myself, though, is not... She, she does from time to time. Yeah, no, I'm not saying I don't, but I try... I do my best to try not to let it carry around with me. You try not to let it fester too long. Yeah. Yeah. But with kind of what you asked about those situations with clubs, it's kind of like, in those situations, I'll talk to Rob hmm. and go, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure, I feel, you know, I'm sure with Rob all my... will, will put a more realistic sort of view on it and saying, well, it's not that you're unattractive or anything like that. It's just, it didn't happen. It's just not, for, it's just, just one of those things. Yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. and it's not only that, but it's also like sudden nights we've gone to Libs or gone to Shams or whichever club and either with friends or not and just the, just the type of people that were there mm. just weren't our type of people. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I've somewhat... And we don't it. mean that in a horrible way. It's no. just not at all. But you, you vibe with different people, don't exactly. you? Exactly. And at some points, I've even spun it round on Ray when she's felt like that. And I've gone, why? Was there somebody there that you particularly wanted to include? Or something? She's like, well, no, not really. But yeah. I was like, that's what I mean. You're being, you're being a little daft in your own mind and you're fixated on something. Yeah. But... It was never going to happen anyway, yeah. because those the type of people that we would want to um, ask to join us or however it works weren't there anyway. Swinging is a sexual activity mm. at the end of the day. So if somebody rejects you, or in your eyes, I'm sure it wasn't an outright rejection. I'm sure and it, it wasn't, wasn't, and it wasn't. But at that time, that's yeah. how it but, felt. But in, if somebody rejects you, and it's it's you're going to look at that as sexually. That's a personal thing to, to take on board, isn't it? Because you're like, oh, I'm not good enough looking. What's, you know, like you say, you're going to look at everything. We, we've been in the same situation. Mrs. N, and I'm sure she won't mind me saying this, has openly cried in the club. It's, it's in her book. Wasn't it? Because it's like yeah. you didn't feel... Normal. Normal. Because I don't do um, vaginal sex. mm and it's like, and but my attitude to it is, what's normal to one person isn't normal to the other. And there's, there's guys queuing up going. I was, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was going to say to Mrs. N, that's not unnormal. We, we, I think we can we can very politely classify that as a niche. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it did. I mean, it, even to this day, I still have. It, I, I, it still makes me feel funny when I see um, people playing in clubs with women 
and they're oh, this, I, I, this sounds really stupid because I just feel it's quite embarrassed heavy heavy play let's call it heavy right yeah in heavy that, fuckery in that, in that area there's a fuckery yes <laughs> um, I literally almost curl up because mm. I, I I almost feel pain mm. watching it and I don't I don't actually find it sexually mm. arousing to watch yeah. it because I, all I think is if they did that to me, I would be in agony. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I probably do relate to that quite a lot. Um, There's certain times that we've been in the in the main playroom at, at Libs, um, and I think, actually, in fairness, it was uh, the last time we were there. We were just, we just had one of the little beds in the corner to ourselves, but we had a lovely view of the rest of the room, and there was. Four years, really. Mm. Yeah, to a point. We were you know, playing with us. Nice, nice playing to change together, it up every now but, and then. Yeah. But also observing what was going on, and I think we had a good influence on another couple that were at the <laughs> other end, and he and he was looking at us while we were looking at them. It was, it was that little back and forth voyeurism. Um, but then there was this group that were in the middle, on the, the big bed. The fabled big bed. The, the, yeah, the bed. big bed. <laughs> the yes. Roman bed. And she was... Um, entertaining She had a lot on her hands. <laughs> she, had, she, had, she, had, she had a lot to consider. A lot to consider. She was juggling many things. Do you not find this funny that we're all, you know, you're in a room, you're all naked, you can all see each other's bits and pieces, but when we try and describe it, it's almost like we have to be quite coy about it. <laughs> yes, it's, like, it's, it's not like we're on a podcast talking about the lifestyle or anything. Like. Yeah, I think mainly because at that point it's quite hard to describe exactly what was going on. <laughs> you couldn't really see. All you saw was hands cocks tits everywhere it was just a complete um a complete ball of fuckery i think is probably the best way to describe it a complete clusterfuck i think is definitely it's quite an intricate game of twister i mean they all looked like they were having oh, yeah. fun to be oh, fair they were all like, loving it. but uh yeah i think even we were going at one point like oh yeah oh <laughs> but you've got to bear in mind and i'll say this to mrs n and i've said it before You've just said that, but in another corner of the room, while you're taking it up the arse, there's some woman feeling exactly the same way. Because yeah. that to them, it's like, I couldn't yeah. do that. Yeah, I, I in the past I've been um, with women, girls, however you want to view it, depending on what age I was at the time, where they were just like, no. Yeah. Back door. I, I mean, back to be fair, out only. even with us, it's when the mood takes me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's a bit... So, every now and then but that's just that's just me and so it's just you know. it, be confident in yourself be confident of what you know you do and what you enjoy and and be proud of that and just yeah, say to people own it it yeah. makes you unique exactly I'll take that <laughs> there we go she's smiling it's alright this is now becoming the therapy corner <laughs> yeah none, none of us are uh Qualifying I think the lifestyle just gives you an automatic qualification <laughs> for good communication. I want to just say thank you so much for sharing and being so open. And it's been a pleasure. Well, I, I really, really hope that the people that listen to this, if anybody is going through anything mental health wise, that it gives them that bit of confidence to say, do you know what, it's okay. Absolutely, and, and I'm sure me and Rob are happy to kind of extend that of 
just speak to someone, mm-hmm. whether it is anonymous, anonymously to Mr. or Mrs. N, Absolutely. whether it's to a close family friend, a person of your, your family or a friend, uh, or, or your partner, or if you're ready to take that step to your GP, mm. doctors, whatever. But talking is so important. So, yeah. so, it could... No matter what... It could save your life. Yeah, exactly. no matter what you're going through, there's always somebody somewhere who's willing to listen to you. Always. Yeah. Absolutely. That could be Samaritans, it could be, as Rich said, a friend, a family member. Or someone you've never met in person, like yeah. ourselves... Mr. and Mrs. N. Because when when that bucket, I'm I'm going to steal your analogy. Go for it. It's not mine. (laughs) You stole it. So when that bucket's too full and the house is flooding, and people then do silly things like you said, Rob, you know, lash out or in my family member's case, ended their lives. It's never the answer. I think in different ways, we both came very dangerously close to it. Yes. That job which I was talking about earlier, where I got a disciplinary for my mental health. I'm so glad I moved away from that job because mm-hmm. if I was still in it, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. I, I can guarantee that. And no exaggeration or morbidity attached to that, that is matter of fact. Yes. I wouldn't yeah. be here today. Yeah. Until I started opening up, I was genuinely figuring out where can I where can I go? Mm-hmm. You know. Do I choose motorway bridge? Do I choose a train line? Yeah. You know, I you know You know I, we, I've never got to the point of actioning it but those ideations yeah were very strong there and and, um, did it, and it was difficult did to, that scare you though or was it or was you not that kind of at the time at the it time, doesn't scare I, you at the time I was at and that's the most dangerous thing yeah, yeah. Uh, at the time it doesn't scare you it means it could actually happen yeah it's when you can finally acknowledge there's something not right or you need to talk to someone and you do talk to someone, you take that kind of gasp of, okay, that was bad. That was scary. That was scary of how close I was. Mm. Once Um, once you start becoming just very okay with those thoughts... Mm -hmm. That is crimson red flag. Yeah. We, but we, you don't see it at the time no, as a don't. big red flag, yeah. and that is the most dangerous. Yeah, you, you see at that it. And it's at that it. point. I've said to anyone, friends, family, people we've met online through Fat Life or Swingers mm-hmm. that have got mental health issues, even if you are on that bridge about to get up and jump, you call me. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't mind what position you're in. Yeah. You can call me and talk to me if you just want to give yourself that one last chance. Yeah. I mean, fun, because I will enough, listen. I promise you, mm. I will listen. Mm. Yeah, funnily enough, um, there was a, a couple that we'd initially started talking to um, on FetLife of all places. And they went down the route of uh, going into sort of more of the ENM, the ethical non-monogamy mm-hmm. um, kind of relationship. And... It was just completely random one day that I, they kind of separated a little bit in their sex lives, and we were just talking to the guy, really lovely guy, and for some random reason, this Snapchat popped up on my phone, and I'm looking at it going, he's near this location, and his name suggests, 
Oh, crap. And he was on a bridge. He was on a bridge on his Snapchat. Holy shit. He was actually, you could see it, you could see it in the little Snapchat story he posted. He posted about how he was feeling and he was in shock. going for a drive didn't help clear his mind and he was then, the next one was a a picture of of like, on a motorway bridge. Or a dual carriageway. Well, I guess this is it then. Oh, gosh. Thankfully... I think his family got to him in time, police got to him in time, and, and he is still with us currently. Mm. And the but thing, that's how close it was for him. Yeah. The, the thing is, for anybody out there who's who's in that situation and thinks no-one will care if I do if I go over the edge... I promise you I've there been, is. I've yeah. been on, on, on the other will. end yeah, of it. Absolutely. You know, family never get over it, ever. You know, you work your way through it, but you never get over it. No, there's always that lingering feeling. But the point of, of, what of what you're saying there more. is, yeah. yeah, point of what you're saying is that someone cares. Mm. You know, if you see us at a club, and you know, if you feel that we can offer you any comfort or a bit of advice, you know, yes, we've got our own issues going on anyway, but we're at a point now where we're managing that, yeah. and we know when to take that step back from helping other people so don't ever feel that you can't approach us and go i'm really not feeling this or i'm feeling this way what do you think you know we're never going to turn around and say you're being stupid we're never going to turn around and belittle you for it because you guys have been there yeah 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 and even if you don't want to take that step of going to um like a, a doctor or anything if you're not ready, if you're not at that mm. point yet, that's fine. But mm. just talk. You need to talk to somebody. There's, there's anonymous charities such as the Samaritans. There's, there's endless, endless things you've just got to reach out. Even, yeah. even the Samaritans, you don't. If you don't feel that you can talk to somebody, mm. you can text them. Yeah. It's even yeah. more anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll get that. You'll get all that pain and that frustration and those those thoughts off your chest and I guarantee you the minute you do that you'll feel a hundred times better maybe not even a hundred times you know it might just be you feel a bit better a bit of a weight lifted but I tell you what when you're at that point of considering jumping off a bridge or jumping in front of a lorry or a train just that bit of weight lifted can mm-hmm. make the world a difference in that moment um, yeah, I think I think the way I worded it was slightly wrong. No, there. but I know no, what you yeah. were getting at. Like, yeah, no, I think, I looking think back, that, yeah, that smallest amount of weight lifted makes that huge change. It, it, yeah. It's yeah. life or life or yeah. death. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are just good, good people. You are. You're the best. Oh, thank you so much for doing this today. I, uh, you know, if it changes one person's life, then, then it was worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you. So. Swingers are just the best listeners. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, this was the thing. We didn't want to, today... I mean, we, I know we've literally just touched on probably the worst end of <laughs> We didn't want to be too depressing. We didn't want the whole episode we said earlier no. to be just sombre and no. things like that. You know, it can go anywhere from just having a bad off day or coming away from a bad, uh, a bad meet or a bad event all the way through to things piling up yeah. that you just can't or won't address. And it's just one of those things, you know, that you have to you have to deal with it. Yeah. But it's how. Mm-hmm. And some people 
and most people, to be fair, we just need that little shove to go, this is how you can deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're not feeling completely lost and looking around going, well, I don't really know where to start. Mm. You give that little nudge and, right, we're going the right way now. Mm. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you.